This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about the uptick in youth smoking and vaping rates now. Do we need a tougher crackdown on smoking? How about on college and university campuses, for example? Let's talk about that now with Patricia Woods. She is a PhD candidate in the School of Nursing at the University of Victoria. She wrote a great op-ed on this uh, topic in the Vancouver Sun this week, and I'm very pleased to welcome her. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Mike. Very happy to be here. Thank you for coming on. I uh, live near a high school near my house, and oftentimes when I'm walking by there, I'm amazed to see how many kids are... Some of them are smoking, but a lot of them are vaping, and that's surprising to me. And then you take a look at the statistics, though, and there's an alarming increase in the number of young people who are smoking, and especially vaping, right? It's incredibly alarming. And the recent uh, research out of the University of Waterloo, uh, he just really, Dr. David Hammond, really just raised the alarm about it. And he said, we have to do something now. We can't wait a few more years until there's another, you know, batch of reports that this is, it's really scary. It's up, uh, you know, over 80% 80 increase in um, in some areas. And of course, the smoking rate is going up as well. We were doing really well with the youth smoking rate, but it's up 3% since... 2016 so really very alarming yeah why is that happening i wonder is it like kids are attracted to vaping maybe some of the flavors flavors in the vaping juice what's causing it ah there's there's a lot of factors involved um one is the vapes um devices are easily accessible even though they are not supposed to be bought by anybody over 18 they can buy them over the internet really easily by just ticking a little box and saying that they're over 18 and they don't believe that it's harmful. They think, oh, I'm not smoking, you know, if I'm just inhaling this vapor that comes in flavors like, you know, mint and bubble gum and, you know, cherry candy, uh, that it's not harmful to them. But what they don't realize is that they're just becoming just as addicted to nicotine as right. if they were smoking. Right, it's, like you know, some people no, might no say, difference. yeah, because some people might say the vapor is less harmful than smoke, which I guess is a relatively valid argument, but you're still getting, you're still getting addicted to nicotine you're still getting addicted to nicotine. So no, you're not inhaling any tar or some of the chemicals, but it's the lifelong addiction to nicotine that's, that starts with vaping. Okay, I agree with you. That's a disturbing trend for sure. So what should we do about it? Let's, how about the smoking ban on university and college campuses that you've written about? Now, there's, there's already a, a couple of BC campuses that have done this. They've gone 100% smoke-free, right? Yes, well, if you look at, there's a, a national status report put out by the um, Canadian Cancer Society, and they've listed all of the universities and colleges across Canada that are 100% smoke-free, which is really great. So we do have five in BC, but um, with the policies, it's really important that they're comprehensive and they are 100% smoke-free. So no designated smoking areas, that they also cover vaping and hookah and um and cannabis, and the only two in BC, according to this report, that are entirely comprehensive, are Douglas College and Langara College. Right. And right. I was actually part of the of the committee when we um, when we moved forward to a smoke free campus uh, at Langara. And what was amazing to me was we d- we did it from a very um, uh, sort of um, you know iterative organic process. We involved students, we involved the whole campus community because. It shouldn't really be seen as a as a ban on smoking. It's more like what do we you know the whole all, everybody in the campus community has a stake in in this issue, 
And we all need to be involved and involved in the in the solution. So really just starting the conversation on campuses. It's like, what do we, you know, what are we, what are we doing with this? What do we believe? I mean, a lot of people really believe that, that designating smoking areas are, are effective. And of course, they're not. <laughs> so that's one of the, you know, there's a lot of myths and misconceptions. Um, some of them historic from when we didn't know as much about smoking behavior as we, as we do now. Um, and, and some of them are still, you know, prevalent today where, oh, it's not all that bad and we yeah. have to, you know, support people in ways to relieve their stress. Well, we, on college campuses, we have a really unique opportunity to help people positively build in, you know, healthy coping strategies um, by not reaching for a cigarette or I'll put donuts in there too. <laughs> Although they haven't killed anybody lately, I don't think. Um, but you know, we can really we don't do anybody any favors by by permitting any form of, of smoking or tobacco or cannabis or vaping on, on on campuses. It's not good for anybody. Are designated smoking areas on a university or college campus is that potentially a trigger point for someone who's maybe trying to quit? Like, let's say someone has quit smoking or vaping, and then they walk by a smoking area and see a bunch of other kids smoking and like, Oh, now I got the, I got the itch again. It's a huge trigger point. And we know that there's a lot of research to show that the sight of people smoking and the smell of smoking or vaping uh, triggers those very intense cravings. Um, and in order for them, for people not to be exposed to that and not to be exposed to any secondhand smoke, the designated smoking area would have to be so far away from where people were that is basically you know not not used because people are not going to walk a long long way um to have a cigarette or it would have to be in a hermetically sealed you know reverse um airflow room which would be tremendously expensive and and again we're not you know we're not doing anybody any favors by providing a place on campuses for for people to smoke we're actually doing them a lot of harm we're, we're killing them slowly and no it won't you know it won't kill them today and it won't kill them tomorrow but for anybody, for all of those young people that are just starting in those smoking habits, if we can provide a, a, a positive, supportive environment on campuses and actually have them perhaps when they leave their post-secondary education as non-smokers, as opposed to, you know, them trying to quit, you know, 35 years later when it's a very well-established addiction and a lot of the harm to the body has already been done. You know, we have an opportunity uh, to um, to intervene much much earlier on, and to really and to provide peer support and make people aware that there's nicot- free nicotine replacement therapy. A lot of people don't realize that. Do you think that uh, there's always the nanny state argument, right? Like this is the heavy hand of the state coming down and telling us what's good for us and what what's what's not good for us. And you know, you mentioned donuts earlier, so I, I thought an, an interesting comment you had in your op-ed in the sun this week was a, a college administrator remarking that well, what are we going to do ban donuts on campus next i mean where does it stop how do you how do you respond to that <laughs> well, <laughs> the same way i said I, what i said to him i said well if if donuts killed 50 percent of the people who ate them then then yes we would we would be wise not to have people consuming donuts on campus um but i think that it's a it's a holdover from a previous time where we didn't understand as much about smoking and smoking behavior as we do now when it was seen as sort of a lesser evil and it's still to to some extent among uh, people who haven't read a lot of the research it's considered a lesser evil than you know um 
drugs or alcohol or, or some of the other things that can negatively impact people's health. But if you look at it in terms of the magnitude of the, of the problem, uh, let alone how much it costs and the harm to the environment, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot bigger than a lot of these other problems. So that's sort of, that's the attitude that we need to, that we need to shift. And we just need to, we need to start this conversation and kind of open that, that bin of beliefs um, and shake them out and say, what are, you know, what, what is the purpose of providing smoking areas on campus? You know, because what, what, I think what the administrators perhaps think they're think they're doing uh, and what's actually happening are, are two different things. I think right, they're good. being kind. It's a good debate <laughs> to have. Patricia, good op-ed in the paper this week. Thanks for coming on today. All right. Thank you very much for having me, Mike. Have a wonderful day. All right. That's Patricia Wood. She's a PhD student in the School of Nursing at the University of Victoria. Let's check our hot question of the day on this, which is on the topic she raised in the Vancouver Sun this week. Should there be a ban on smoking on college and university campuses? You make them these campuses go 100 percent smoke free, no designated smoking site on the whole campus. Imagine if you were a smoker and you're attending college or university and there's nowhere for you to smoke on the whole campus, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Let's check the hot question. 79% of you today on our hot question say, yes, ban smoking on these campuses, 100% smoke-free. That's a, I don't know, that's a little surprising to me. I thought maybe there'd be a little closer on our poll here today because I know you do. we do hear from the smokers every time we raise this issue and they... they point out that look what about us too this is an addiction 79 percent say yes let's make uh, college and university campuses 100 percent smoke free just 21 percent say no that's just way too restrictive at cknw on twitter is where you'll find that hot question today at cknw on twitter let's open the phone lines on it now and phone me and tell me what you think should college and university campuses go 100 percent smoke free if you have any thoughts about this uh sharp increase in smoking and vaping rates among kids too i'd love to hear from you some of these numbers are, are just uh pretty stunning really a 74 percent increase in vaping by kids aged 16 to 19 also an increase in smoking, regular smoking of cigarettes also up among teenagers. I got two teenage boys going to a high school uh, near my house. I walk by that high school fairly frequently when I'm walk, taking my dog for a walk. And I see kids out there smoking and vaping. Sometimes I see kids I know. I, I see them there and I think I just think to myself, what are you doing? What are you doing? My God, I got two parents. I lost both of them to smoking. My dad died of lung cancer. My mom died of a brutal stroke. They were both smokers. I have drilled this into my kids. Don't you dare take up smoking. You know, and I know some of their friends are vaping. I've told them, don't do that either. And they're not doing it as far as I know, but it's a worry for me as a parent. 